Welcome to another week of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Elio Canal, alongside the man always piercing barriers, Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you doing this week? I'm very good, man. And luckily, I was I was more responsible in terms of my uh, scheduling prep today because I actually finished um, catching up on all the on all of the shows and news before. Uh, or well before I picked up the virtual uh, phone to uh, give you a ring and ding so I'm, I'm doing much better and that's a, that's a good omen for this week's show cool <laughs> yeah this week should be interesting we only have pretty much two shows to go over um, well, uh, yeah, uh, well, three, if you, because uh, Raw, and then, Oh, sorry, NXT, that's right, uh, NXT and, uh, that's Dynamite. Right. Yeah, we have yeah. Raw NXT that we have only three shows over this week because there wasn't really a SmackDown. Uh, no, and, and the fact that, the fact that they replayed the entire, um, you know, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Title Elimination Chamber match was a joke. That I was, actually had, that was terrible. Oh, I actually had a friend on Twitter who I who I used to work with, um, and he was saying, you know, this is this is my first time watching wrestling in uh, in 25 years. Uh, you know, and he tweet and he tweeted this while uh, SmackDown was going on. Uh, he would usually be watching um, sports because he's a um, sports producer at the station I used to intern for. Um, but, you know, as you may or may not know, all of the uh, sports leagues have uh, shut down their seasons. And mm-hmm. it's just, um, you know, this outbreak that we're dealing with it has has seriously altered my spring and summer schedule. I'm just gonna say this because um Chris Jericho even uh threw in his um his uh, POV on this. And and what did he say about it? He said that he's not buying it because the, because they we had the West Nile virus, we had the Zika virus, we had the um SARS, we had um the bird uh, pandemic virus. The, the bird flu, yeah. And we all and we made it through all those. This is just yeah, I mean, this is I mean, just the same the same line along the same line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, you know I'll take it seriously for now. Um, you know, and, I, and cert- certainly because I I do have you know friends that have you know, compromised situations where they could be more vulnerable to that and I, I do believe in the concept of karma so it's not like I'm testing fate but I do think I do think people need to relax but anyway back to um back to what I was saying 
So, um, so my 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 friend who hadn't watched wrestling in 25 years, and and this was this was his like reintroduction. I tweeted him, you know, I'm sorry that, that, that this has to be your reintroduction because SmackDown in its current form completely sucks. Um, and I think I think a lot of people would agree with me on that one. Um, but I can assure our listeners that. Um, that our take and this week's podcast will be drastically more entertaining than the vast majority of what you've seen both this week and and next week because um, you know next week is going to be even more interesting than this week because we're going to have a full week of no people in the crowd. Um, well, hold, hold on. There's also there's still AEW there at least. Are are, are they doing the same thing? Well, well, I've heard that they're going to have a restricted audience, but I'm not sure what the hell that means. So, um, but uh, but the, so that but they're going to have people in in the crowd then in attendance. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. All right. But but I'm just talking in terms of WWE programming. Right. Um, so with all that with all that said, let's. Um, Let's forget the craziness of the outside world and jump into the natural-born craziness that is always WWE and professional wrestling in general. All right. All right, Ben, let me see if we get into some Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. is going to be the final um, regular Raw for a while at least. Yeah, for the foreseeable future because as we saw on uh, SmackDown, we had a very uh, interesting slash awkward uh, SmackDown with the no crowd in- involved, but uh, we'll get it. We'll get. Yeah, yeah we'll get into that. Um, actually, we'll uh, insert that uh, before history, and then we'll close out the show. Absolutely. Um. So anyway, uh, time to get into Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kicked off with a Becky Lynch promo, and for me. This was actually one of the one of the highlights of the show because um, she finally got serious and she didn't feel like a joke. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this kind of reminded me of like when when Becky first got over huge because you know she she just kind of went off and it kind of reminded me of you know. The the post Nia Jax incident, Becky Lynch. Um, yep, this uh, for me, this was a highlight. Uh, how about for your anything else for your high points? Um. Well, let's see. Uh, as I'm scrolling down, I, why did my oh there it is? It came back. Um. 
Oh yes. Well, automatically, the low the low point has to be Lashley versus Zack Ryder. What the hell was that? <laughs> uh, um, even though that was only one minute and twenty seconds, um, we get um, we get the destruction of the Eric Rowan spider. Um, oh, Drew McIntyre killed the spider, did he? Yes, and I, have a, I have a question. How do you how do you kill a mechanical spider? <laughs> well, I, I I don't know, but but see, this, maybe you can you can maybe you can help me out with this because the site I'm using to to scroll through the results um, called it a Thagnarian snare beast. Hold on, wait, wait, say it again. A what? A, a quote unquote Thagnarian. Snare beast. Thagnarian. You know what? Let's Google that right now. Uh, yeah. Google. Um, Hold on. Google. What does the word Thagnarian mean? What does the word Thagnarian mean? Okay, Google's not uh, helping. You know what? Yeah, because Google doesn't know what what the f- that means either. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Let me. I'm just gonna look, uh, look it up um, myself. Hold on. Thagnarian. Okay. Um. Don't worry about it. I I got it. So. Oh no. So. Uh. Yeah. Okay. What is it? Go ahead. Oh God damn it! You know these people on this. No. Site, no. No. What? This. These people <laughs> on on this site must be fucking nerds. What? Okay. Let, let me let me explain to you where Sagnarian snare beast came from. <laughs> oh Jesus. And try not to laugh your ass off. Um, no wonder, uh, no wonder Google didn't know what the hell you're talking about because apparently they're they are quote unquote giant spider-like aliens from the planet Sagwar, <laughs> which is which is which is um me- which is mentioned and based in the show. Supergirl. Oh my God! That, well, that 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 must have been a low. That must have been a low point in the in the Marvel uh, universe. Jesus, freaking Christ! Oh, what is going on? <laughs> um, what the hell? Okay, so so with that being said, I no longer care, and I would like to smoothly sail into the next. Uh, Segment of our raw review. So, um, yeah, and, and and by the way, I have to um, I have to mention another low point. Uh, the um, the Kabuki Warriors promo, and I gotta tell you, their promos in general are just getting old with them randomly screaming and and in Japanese. And I know in Japanese, I know, right? Yeah. Um, They're getting you know, ridiculous. Holy wow! Uh, I mean, no, no disrespect because I know that they are Japanese, but isn't this an American audience? Um, well, but, al- I mean, but but also like the promo itself, like the screaming promo, just doesn't work. You know what? 
You know, you know whose promos are epic? Yes. Jake to St. Roberts. He doesn't have to scream. He has to talk in that low, like evil sounding voice and like you're you're sitting there listening to everybody says. Yeah, well it's it's like we um it's like we talked about last week. That you know that AEW promo um that he cut last week was absolutely a thing of beauty and that was a that was a master class in wrestling promos. Mm-hmm. And I think I think so many people need to take notes on that one. Um, so that was another low point. And then, and then the high point for, for me from, from the show was, um, was AJ Styles promo on The Undertaker. Okay. Um, That was, uh, that was really well done. And he was saying that, you know, Undertaker is, is much more of a man now versus versus a myth and um he 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 stole the quote-unquote prestigious taiwan mountain trophy even though i don't you know i don't know if anyone else is gonna know what the fuck that is especially if they didn't watch super showdown um which newsflash i didn't watch that but um <laughs> he goes on to say that uh the only reason Taker keeps coming back, even after the um, leaving his boots and and jacket in the ring years ago at Mania, is because he has to provide for um, his wife Michelle McCool, um, and and he says that anything she wants she gets, and that she's manipulative and com- conniving. Yeah, and I'm not sure if you want to go after Taker's wife. Don't we remember what he used to do when he was the American Bass? <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's what you want to do. And because and because of that, you know what? I would be more interested in Taker's reaction to this if he came out as the American Bass, because as the Undertaker now. It's kind of hard for him to cut a a, a human like promo, yep. you know, because he kind of has to be that supernatural uh, figure. Um, and then obviously the other the other high point for me was um, was anything invo- involving uh, Randy Orton and Edge because that has been the highlight for me for weeks and weeks and weeks now. Um, but um, you know, I I really I really enjoyed um, Edge's intensity in this scenario, and he, the expression in his eyes as he was choking out MVP was absolutely amazing. Uh, and that arcade that he delivered to Orton, wow! Well, <laughs> yeah, even, uh, even though it was kind of a weaker RKO, but um, he. Uh, I mean, but that's not his move anyway. So, but the the psychology of it, and just um, Randy's reaction, because you know you can kind of still see the the cerebral side of him, but there was like a flash of of fear in his eyes. So just the way that that they played all that off, 
and the way that they delivered that was just amazing so um yeah that those were the low lights and the highlights from monday night raw for me all right so that's a Monday night raw mine are pretty much uh, the same we both went over ours and i have pretty much the same ones so now we are going to move over to AEW Dynamite. Cause I'm TNT. I'm Dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. Watch me So, Ben, take it away, EW Dynamite. Me, um, this immediately was, um, was the, re the reveal of Lance Archer as uh, Dave Roberts' client. I'm, because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, can you repeat that? Because um, I think, uh, I don't know if your camera was, uh, if your connection was froze for momentarily okay all right sure so m my immediate highlight was um the reveal of lance archer as jake roberts client because i was not expecting that at all really i, I don't know for me that was kind of a low point because i felt like it was, they gave us that uh epic promo last week and this week they totally like um I, I, I think it was like too early for the reveal. I think they could have waited longer. Well, yes, and I, and I agree. But but given the um, given how it was, uh, you know, given that they already revealed it, I can um, I I liked its execution, and I thought that the actual match between Cody and Ortiz. Um, was a very good match and a very, but, very, very yeah. good play into um, the uh, the face-off between the inner circle and, uh, you know, kind of the uh, nightmare family at Blood and Guts. But, but Ortiz really needs to stop doing the Hulk. He looks ridiculous. You know, when he, when he does the whole cat thing, uh, say, say that one more time. I didn't quite catch that. Ortiz needs to do his stop doing his stupid theatrics. You know when he does a whole cat thing, he plays yeah. to the audience. He looks ridiculous. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, and I don't think you want to be biting the ropes, especially in um, especially in in the current situation that we're in. Oh, was he biting the ropes too? I missed that. Yeah. I don't. I don't think you. Now you know do. what? Stop. Just stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. On. And speaking, speaking, speaking of sanitation and uh, different precautions, this wasn't. This wasn't actually on the show. But a highlight of the wrestling week for me was uh, was Adam Hangman Page releasing this official press release. He even had his own header. Um, with his own insignia and everything, an announcing that he wouldn't be um, 
accepting fans' beers anymore. Oh. And, like, in addition to that, he also, like, there was this whole list of things he wouldn't be doing in light of the, uh, in light of the, um... Maybe, also, maybe this will teach Britt Baker to find a new finisher instead of that ridiculous lockjaw finisher that she does. Well, well that just looks stupid. But, you know, but the, could, it's, it's also not good. They're sticking their fingers in other people's mouths. That's ridiculous. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, unless, unless you, you, unless you people are sexual partners of some sort, I don't, you know, I don't think you want to be doing that. Anyway, that is just criminally invasive. Um. I get that she's a dentist, but still. Well, don't dentists wear gloves? They wear I, gloves, at least, though. Yeah, so, uh, but maybe uh, maybe they're going to use that in, in her gimmick next week, especially with the with the uh, outbreak we got going on here, um, <laughs> which that would be kind of funny. Um, but um, the other... Um, I also enjoy, really enjoyed the uh, the main event. I thought that was a okay. I now hold on, I have a question about that. Yeah, what did you think of uh, Adam Page's mystery partner? Um, you know what i i I thought that was I thought that was a little bit weak. But in terms of the in, in terms of the match itself, I I enjoyed it, but. It, but how um, how Hangman Page and uh, Dustin Rhodes fit together? I'm not sure. Well, that, that, see, that's what I'm talking about. Um, there's no mystery about Dustin Rhodes. We see him pretty much almost every week on Dynamite. When when now, if I were to say Ben, I'm challenging you to match next week. I'm gonna find myself a mystery partner. Well, well, what what would be your first uh, thought? That that someone would be debuting. However, however, I have I have a theory as to why they haven't done that yet. Okay. Because because think about it. They they already they earlier in the evening they already debuted Lance Archer, mm-hmm. right? They're they're going to have to debut. I would assume it would be Matt Hardy for the Dark Order. Okay, right, yep. I believe it's next week, I think, maybe, or the week after. Well, I, I don't know I don't know now with the, with with this uh you know lack of a TV lack of a live audience. I'm not sure if you want to debut anyone right. uh, when you don't have a live audience. Um but um then you also uh, presumably you have to debut um Brody Lee, the former, uh, uh, the former Luke Harper, at some point, um, you know. So that's a lot of that's a lot of people that you have to that you have to work into logical, um, cohesive storylines and and um, compelling reasons for them to debut. So, given that um, given that Lance Harsher already debuted. You probably don't want to have all these debuts back to back. See, this is uh, what I was, uh, what I had in my head um, from last week. 
fun knowing that um, this week it was Adam Page and the Mystery Partner versus, um, oh God, we just said it, who they were facing. Uh, let me, uh, I hate, yeah, I hate when my, yeah, it was, um, it was Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, knowing that from last week, I was gonna, I had the thought that Adam Page's uh, Mr. Partner was gonna be Lance Archer, and we would uh, wait a little longer to find out Jake's, the identity of Jake's clients. Which I was, which I was, which I had as a Brody Lee. Well, and that's what that's who I thought was going to be his client. Um, but um, you know, I I kind of I said it last week. I I think Lance Archer is is more of a um like a killer, and kind of like a lone um kind of like a lone wolf type. However, um. I w- and I still think that, um, but it, it will be interesting to see um, what he does with uh, with Jake the Snake Roberts. But in terms of in terms of like the mental, uh, you know, mind games and stuff, I think um, I think Brody Lee would for me personally would have been a more interesting client. Um, for Jake Roberts, um, but I think, and I'm going to tell you why. Because yeah. if you didn't want, if you've never seen NJPW or TNA Impact, would you know who Lance Archer is? Um, no. Right, and that's uh, that's that's what I think. A lot of people, a lot of people. If they had never seen New Japan or TNA, they probably wouldn't even they wouldn't even know who Lance Archer is, because there was no video highlight, no video package. Yeah, um, you know, but and and that and that's a that's a very good point, which is why which is why even though I'm intrigued, um, with uh with the combination. I would I would have been more more intrigued um, if if it had been Brody Lee, um, but um, but that being said, I'm not going to completely bash it until I right, see what no, they no. what no, they no, no, I'm not bashing it at all. I just uh, felt like uh, it would have been better the other book the other way around. But yeah, I want to see uh, I want to see where they go with this after. Well, and and, and but. You, you kind of said it. What I find so interesting about what the Lance Archer character is, he has never really been on a national stage. Like he's a like given what he did in in New Japan and stuff like that. Um, I do think he's a he's a main event level guy. Uh, Jim Ross said it. I do I do agree with him on that one. Um, but I I think I think. Uh, Lance Archer has a lot of uh, potential in AEW to really um, do something new and and really build his profile. Um, so so that'll be interesting. But but I am surprised it wasn't Brody Lee. Um, so th- those were my uh, those were my highs and lows. Um, I'm sorry, what was, the, what was the low light again? 
Oh, oh, maybe, maybe I, maybe I didn't. No, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I caught the low light. Oh. Okay, so the low light was um, the 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 women's match, mm-hmm. um, which is oh, which is always the case. Yeah. Uh, I just I don't know. Uh, and and then also. <laughs> Also, um, I'm just not liking Britt Baker's delivery um, of 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 this heel character. I have a question. Yeah. When did her and Tony Schiavone become friends? <laughs> yeah, with with the, with the Starbucks shit. And, and I'm, I'm wondering if uh, if Tony Schiavone likes to be cuckolded because if if you've if you've noticed. Uh, Brent Baker always low key insults him, but however, we we were saved from from this painful interaction by uh, Big Soul, and um, she actually had a very good comeback to uh, Brent Baker saying that the only person in your uh, in your family that the wrestling world cares about is your husband or is your boyfriend. And and then, and then uh, Big Soul holds her ring up and goes, "I'm married, baby," <laughs> uh, referring to uh, referring to um, Britt Baker's boyfriend Adam Cole. So I thought that was I thought that was well done. But but just just in general, the women of AEW have done absolutely. Uh, nothing for me in terms of no. It's it's the same thing. We we got the match itself wasn't good, but wasn't great. So, but I did like the ending. I want to see where they where they go because it looks like they're building to Nyla Rose and B Priestley. Well, but but B Priestley is is the only um, B Priestley and Chris Satlander. I would say are the only two. Uh, two women at this point that I'm even remotely invested in. Yep. So. All right. So that's uh, our AEW review. So, Ben, what do you say we uh, take a break and uh, we'll be back with NXT SmackDown? Second segment of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. I am back with my cohort, Mr. Ben Pierce. Benjamin, how are you? I am uh, doing fantastically well. Do you want to explain to the uh, to the viewers why you were uh, impersonating Alfred Hayes? Well, see, I, in my infinite wisdom, rather than press pause on the last segment. I clearly clicked on stop, so now I had to do a whole new recording, which might sound like a bad thing, 
but it's actually quite the opposite. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you'll you'll, you'll forgive me, but but as he's doing his accents, um, I'm 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 just trying not to laugh my ass off, um, because because I I've noticed that uh, my laugh sounds ridiculous on uh, recording, um, but. Uh, <laughs> We, we, we had a whole back and forth regarding this before we uh, came back on the air, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a good thing because um, on on this, we get a 40-minute uh, cutoff warning, so we will not have that problem because I started a second recording. Well, why do you freaking die? <laughs> and, and, and with that being said, let's move into our NXT review, and Elio will give my vocal cords a break, and he will take that one. Yes, NXT. And uh, for me, okay, I watched this, actually. Um, This is on Thursday. I just can't sit there and watch, um, especially the picture-in-picture. Picture. I find that so distracting. I'm, I'm sorry, you cut you cut off a little bit there. What, what do you oh. what do you, what do you find distracting? I find um, the picture in picture distracting. You know when they go to commercial. Oh, I, oh, absolutely. I I agree with you. So and um, I really don't want to watch a one hour show on Friday nights because that's what we get here. Instead of two hours, we get one hour from seven to eight, and then we get the full two hours of SmackDown. Well, that's shit. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. If I were them, I would do six to six to eight as NXT, eight to ten SmackDown. Nothing well, hard about well, that. Well, well, I would. Um, what what I would do is I would cut down SmackDown to an hour and give you the full NXT because NXT is so much better than SmackDown. See, it, it really has it right. That's what they do over there. They give you a condensed version of it, SmackDown and Raw. <laughs> My congratulations to the smart and wonderful people of Italy. All right, so NXT, my uh, hype. And apparently, we have people calling in. Yeah, who we're, agree sorry, with we're, us. We're, we're not taking calls right now. <laughs> All right, so my, my uh, high point is uh, Keith Lee versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, absolutely. And um, my, mine was the um, the main event of brawl between uh, Tommaso Ciampa and uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh, was that the was that the last segment of the show? Yes, yes, sir. Okay, that was oh, so that was followed that followed the tag team championship match, right? Because I saw I saw that brawl and they, they, right. went, they went they went they went all over the place there. Holy yeah. I'll tell you what when when. Um, when uh, Johnny tossed um, Champa through the through the window, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, how is he not squirting blood everywhere? <laughs> um, you know, so it, that that might have been gimmicked a little bit. Um, cl- well, clearly in my book, because because I think if um, I think if someone legitimately got thrown through a glass window, you you'd be a little um, you'd be a little bit messed up, a little bit bloody. Reference the rocker's split. 
absolutely. Actually, I was I was watching that on YouTube not too long ago. Oh wow! Okay, that, that was that was on January eleventh of ninety two, I believe. Yeah, that's was. actually that's actually one of my favorite um, segments of all time. I I remember I watched that so when it happened because um, you know the 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 emotion of of the storytelling um, it really. Uh, Really resonates with me, and actually, the highlight of that of that brawl for me was when they were on top of the perch, and um, right before Tommaso Ciampa reversed and uh, catapulted um, himself and Johnny Gargano through the through the table. Um, Gargano went to pick him up, and and he said to the crowd. You know, I want you. I want you all to watch this. This is a teachable moment. Um, you know, I ju- I just thought that that played really well into the psychology part of things, which which has been my my favorite thing to pay attention to throughout the entire throughout all of Gargano and Champa's matches. I have a question about the NXT. Right. They had that at the performance center, right? Yeah. That was there was a crowd there. Yes. Well, but what's the difference between that one and SmackDown? Well, SmackDown they didn't have a crowd. No, I'm saying that's what I'm talking about. Like, uh, why, why, why is it any different than uh, NXT? Well, well, because it well because NXT um took place um. I would say a little bit before uh, shit hit the fan. I mean, oh, okay. coronavirus was was around. Mm-hmm. Obviously, last week. Right. Actually, the actually the first case was announced in uh, January after um, after the the first infected um, person came back from uh, China. Okay. Um, but. Um, but yeah, shit hadn't quite hit the fan yet. Oh, okay. When when NXT aired, it's only it's only been in the last two or three days, in in my opinion, where where shit has really just gone absolutely bonkers. Okay, that that makes more sense because I was trying to figure out what the difference was because I mean there was a crowd at NXT, there was no crowd at uh, SmackDown. Okay, now that makes sense. Well, and, but but the other the other part of that, right? So, Full Sail has 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 shut like shut down for the time being. So it's like everything's gonna have to be from the performance center nowadays. Now for right. the you know foreseeable future. Right. And we're getting we're getting just everything is shutting down. So just I think from like a safety protocol um, perspective, that's also why um, SmackDown had no crowd. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Okay. So um, my highlight. Uh, uh, what was your low point? Uh, the the low point of NXT for for me was. Uh, it was it was clearly um, 
Oh shit, where where is it? Hold on. Hang on. I'm uh, experiencing uh, technical difficulties. I'll tell you what, since my since, oh here it is. Yes, my my low point was done. Tegan Knox versus Diana Perazzo. Why in the little the Jesus would you ever put these two people? in a two minute and 30 second match. Because, you know, Diana Perrazzo got buried, okay? She, like, she's just as talented in my book as Tegan Knox is, and you're gonna have her get buried? Really? Are you kidding me? But yeah, that was, uh, that was clearly the low point for me. Okay, um, low point for me. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with the same. Um, oh, so, I don't know, Kushida and Raul Mendoza. I I know about this Raul Mendoza. Yeah, that was that was a little uh, questionable. And then after yeah. after that match, um, you know, they were uh, they were running an, an interview in the back parking lot uh, with Mia Yim responding to the fact that she advanced to the women's number one contender ladder, uh, ladder match at uh, NXT Tampa. Um, and uh, <laughs> a, a car pulled up and almost, uh, almost hit her. And two, uh, two masked people came out and uh, attacked Raul Mendoza and uh, you know, drove off. And oh what, my what God! That's something. That's just a local. Go on. And, but no, no, no. What makes this even more of a low point is the way the commentary and and Nigel McGuinness played it off. It, because it was like all he said was, "I don't know what's going on with Raúl Mendoza in the back. Doesn't look like a good situation." Uh, excuse me, Mr. McGinnis. No shit. Um, some somebody just got abducted. Oh my god! Uh, by two mass individuals. That sounds like su- like a, such a scene right out of a movie. And it's just like, oh, that doesn't look like a good situation. Uh, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Oh my so, god! So that made it a, a lot more of an eye rolling moment for me. <laughs> okay. All right, so that, that that's our NXT review. Um, let's uh, move over to SmackDown, which wasn't really a show this week. Oh my! Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, okay. For me, this one is going to be really easy. All right. Okay. The high point, despite the fact that I hate that there's no title on the line and the fact that Bray Wyatt is no longer the uh, the, ch- the champion, which I've gone into ad nauseum, so I don't, I don't need to do that. 
but you take all that out of it. I loved the promo uh, between him and John Cena. Yep. Um, for me, that was the that was the highlight, and then the low light um, was uh, Roman Reigns' interview with Michael Cole, yeah. because to me that was just like so forced and like like so pushing the Roman agenda. Uh, but it backfired on them because it di- it didn't make me sympathetic um, to Roman Reigns or want to see him win a championship. I mean, yeah, as a matter of fact, he came off like a prick uh, in in that segment. So I, I yeah, I think that was the ultimate backfire um, in terms of uh, WWE uh, decisions. But, but the thing that pissed me off the most, right, is the fact that consistently, and I I counted, okay, and for me, I think it was either four or five times, and at, at the end, I just, I got really impatient, and, and my, my eyes were just rolling into the back of my head because of this lunacy. Um they constantly refer to this as the main event of WrestleMania. I swear on everything that is holy. I swear on everything I ever cared about. If this is the main event of WrestleMania, I am I'm I might just boycott W um excuse me. I, I might just boycott WWE television for a month and not even care. That, that, we have that on, we have that on record. Well, I and I said it. I just you know so the the reviews portion of this podcast um will be strictly up to my Canadian compatriots. So I do apologize. <laughs> Um, but but it's just to me that is just absolutely absurd I mean you know but one thing that I that I give John Cena a lot of credit for in in his promo before he he, uh, before uh, Bray Wyatt came out was he put over a lot of young guys including um, Matt Riddle that was Team Green yeah, he, he put over Drew McIntyre, and, you, and you, speaking of Drew McIntyre, even even with even with with that endorsement from John, you're not going to put that in the main event. Like to to me, that that reeks of such a Vince McMahon decision to, to force uh, Roman Reigns Roman Reigns down our throats. It's just you go to put me in the main event. I'm the chosen one. Well, well, I'm uh, I'm willing to bet you that uh, that Drew McIntyre is wondering where the hell that went for him, because he actually he actually earned a title shot at WrestleMania by winning the Royal Rumble. What a novel concept! But no, you're going to put Roman Reigns in the main event because he said, "I'm next." Excuse me, while body bodily fluid 
just spews all over my computer as oh, I bump. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for my calls. You know what? You know what? You know what? Cut his bike. That's it. Cut his bike. Cut his bike. Well, that. <laughs> oh, you muted me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> But you should actually, you should actually put that as like a sound effect in the, uh, in the actual uh, podcast when we're actually talking about, uh, you know, this segment because literally I just, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to vomit in complete disgust. (laughs) This this Roman Reigns promo was just disgusting. Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, I don't know. You know what? I, I liked the Mr. John Morrison a lot better than I did the Roman Reigns one. Oh, speaking of the Miz and Morrison, can we just briefly touch on how absolutely absurd this hey, hey, ho, ho chant is? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's just. It's just, oh my god, you know, let me go get a snack and hit the, hit the mute button. Hold on, okay. You know what, cut his mic, cut his mic, damn it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have, my co-host is gone. He will no longer be returning after that outburst earlier. I can't believe what he did. That was terrible. I apologize for that. I just can't take it. I can't take the bullshit anymore. Okay. Okay, so now that we've had our fun, I think I think my uh, I think my friend just found his his new favorite button uh, in his in his uh, lab. <laughs> And, uh, but with that in mind, uh, we'll be right back with our, uh, our WrestleMania edition of our Back to the Future time travel. Yep. And, um, stick around for that. Yes. The DeLorean is all fired up. Are you ready to go travel back through time? Well, it's about time you've kept me waiting long enough. Well, my word. So Elio had to go down and tend to other matters to tend to. (laughs) He had other matters to tend to. What is going on? Yes, we, we, we already discussed that off the air. You had to you had to grab go, go grab a spot of tea and then I, I believe you also had to grab your insure because I just saw you open that with your teeth. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> I'm sure you're mistaken. 
Well, you, you you called me out for my joke involving bodily fluids, and, and, and you opened that with your teeth. Are you, are you, is, that, is that not? That's it. Cut his mic off. Damn it. Is that not the classic, uh, you know, oxymoron? Okay, but anyway. All right, on to our review. Uh, we are going back to Sunday, March 14, 2004. March 14, 2004, Ben? Well, let's see. I was 16, so I was I was probably um, I was probably recuperating from a terrible day at school. And um, I didn't I did not see this live, but I've I've seen it plenty um, since then with the advent of the WWE 24-7 classics and then the later and current edition uh the wwe network so. well i'll tell you what i was doing um two days earlier it was my birthday on the friday on the, the 12th and uh the, on the sunday i was invited next door to my neighbor's house to watch this pay-per-view yes this was back when you were my age yes just just to just to uh just to give our viewers, our listeners, a idea of how old Elio is and how young <laughs> I am. <laughs> All right, so let's get into this. In the first match, we had the United States Championship, the Big Show defending against John Cena. John Cena be, be defeated the Big Show to become the new U.S. Champion. Yes, and this was. Uh, this was John Cena's first major title victory. This was the debut of the spinner belt, right? The U.S. Championship version. Um, what, it, well, right? it, or? well, it it it, it I think it debuted on the SmackDown after WrestleMania. This was this was actually right, but this was around the this was the time that it first debuted. Right, exactly. All right, then in our second match, we had a four-way for the World Tag Team Championships. The Alliance, RVD and Booker T defending against the Dudley Boys. The Young Lions, made up of Garrison Kane and Mark Drag, And Bolin Services, Renee Dupree and Rob Conway. I didn't, I didn't even know that team had a name. Well, well and... On on my rundown, they're still called La Resistance, um, but um, so I'm not sure where you're getting that one from. But I'm, I'm sure they. At, I'm looking at the one I always use, WrestlingData.com. It's it's a reliable 
Okay. Site, though, yeah. Okay, very good. I use this one for all our uh, history uh, shows. Okay, right. very good. Um, then we had Christian defeating Chris Jericho. Yes, and I, I believe this is when they were feuding over uh, Lita and Trish Stratus. Yep, they bet one Canadian dollar. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yes, and and then um, and then of course uh, and then of course Jerry Lawler damn near fell out of his chair when uh, when um, Chris Jericho and. Uh, Chris Stratus played "quote unquote" tonsil hockey after the match. Then we had a three-on-two handicap match: Evolution, Randy Orton, Batista, and Ric Flair defeating The Rock and Mick Foley. And that result pissed me off. <laughs> uh oh. I I remember like back in the day that result really pissed me off because. You know, um, I I've always been a gigantic rock and sock guy, so I'm just not happy. So you saw the first uh, "This Is Your Life" segment, right? Uh, yeah. Oh my god, I I, I was dying when I saw that segment. Yeah, that, that was back when uh, when WWE television was still good. Hey <laughs> <laughs> yo. All right, then we had. A Playboy evening gown match. Sable and Tori Wilson defeating Stacy Keebler and Miss Jackie. Okay, well, you know, now, now, now that I'm a little bit older, I can I can understand why you know these match stipulations are are a little bit ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and it shows and it shows just how how far the um, you know, the women's divisions have come from, uh, you know, this period to now. Um, but uh, being that I was being that I was a teenager back in these days, um, I got I got to tell you, whenever Tori Wilson and Sable showed up in bikinis, I wasn't complaining. <laughs> um, but but moving along and trying to be diplomatic and professional. Uh, next up, we had uh, Chavo Guerrero uh, being managed by his father, Chavo Classic, uh, defeating Akio, Billy Kidman, Funaki, uh, Jamie Noble, Nunzio, Rey Mysterio, Shannon Moore, Tajiri, and Ultimo Dragon in a, cruiser, wow. in a cruiserweight open for the cruiserweight team. And wow, a, a rare WWE appearance by from Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, you know, I, I really, I really felt like, um, you know, they could have done more with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure uh, why they didn't, because in my book, um, Ultimo Dragon is is a legend along the likes of Egyptian Thunder Liger. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure why <coughs> they didn't do more with him. Um, you know. Uh, obviously, I've always been a Rey Mysterio guy, but like, but, you know, back in back in these days, you know, um, the lucha libre style is is really what made me fall in love with professional wrestling in the first place. You know, I've I've mentioned that several times. So like, um, you know, WCW cruiserweight division was awesome, and um, 
back back when WWE was really focusing on the cruiserweight division. Um, I really enjoyed um, a lot a lot of this, um, and um, so obviously you know can't really hate on it and. Uh, I'm glad that the Cruiserweight Championship is getting its uh, proper shine nowadays in NXT because on the on the main roster it was just it was absolutely wasted and I'll tell you what that really pissed me off because being that this style of wrestling uh, is so near and dear to my heart, just seeing how it was being abused. Um, on uh, the raw main roster, uh, really, really upset me. So, um, and uh, actually, um, speaking of the cruiserweight, I know you don't really watch NXT UK much, do you? Um, no, and and I, I, I honestly, I don't have a good good excuse for that because I hear that it's amazing. Um, other than to say, I just really, ha- I really have not had the time. Okay, in uh, uh, two in two weeks, there's going to be a cruiserweight championship match on NXT. Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. Oh, I, oh, oh my God! I'm gonna okay. All right, I'm gonna have to make an appointment just to watch that. Because I was watching that. I was uh, watching NXT UK last night because I do a weekly column for you know, my other podcast. So um, right. I was watching that, and uh, they made the announcement last night. All right, cool, and um, and uh, that airs what Thursday, Thursdays, Thursdays at that three at three p.m. Uh, but of course, I don't watch it when it's live. I watch it uh, like later on. Yeah, I I really have to get back into that because it's just um, it's just there, there's like so much to to cover. And plus, it's kind of weird watching wrestling at three p.m. in the afternoon. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> really? I got nothing better to do than still watch WWE at 3pm? Yeah, well, usually, usually I'm either, you know, uh, coming back from lunch or uh, or I'm napping after a workout. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really not conducive to me watching it. Right. I mean, it only airs at 3pm because it's 8pm in the UK, so... Uh, well, that, well, that makes sense. All right, so the next one. <clears throat> this was terrible. Goldberg defeating Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the special referee. You know, I, I and I have a, I have a theory. I, I'm, I'm guessing that when they first, um, you know, booked this match to occur. I'm guessing that they didn't know that Brock Lesnar and Goldberg were leaving. Okay. Um, but it, it, it I didn't ab- know. It became abundantly clear that they they were leaving. Uh, and and I think it was just like too late to back out of it. So either okay. that was the case. I'm hoping that was the case because if they knew that both were leaving. From the get-go, then why would you book that match? Because right, it's it it just it it turned into a clusterfuck because by the time it happened, everybody knew that they were leaving, and they were getting booed out of the building. 
So okay, yep, yep. So all in all, that match was just a clusterfuck on ice. <laughs> all right, next we had a four-way match for the WWE Tag Team Championships, as opposed to the earlier World Tag Team Championships. So we had Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati defeating the APA World's Greatest Tag Team, Charlie Hawson, Sheldon Benjamin, and the Basham Brothers, Danny and Doug. And of course, your favorite, Shaniqua. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah Shaniqua still, still gives me nightmares. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the the Dominatrix thing just creeps me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. Um, but excuse me, going to a dark place in my head. Uh, thank, thank you, Elio, for that. Um, You're welcome. You, you bastard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then, then we had a title versus hair match uh, for the women's championship. Victoria defeating Molly Holly. Molly Holly, of course, uh, losing her hair in this one. And she got a nice haircut. You call that a nice haircut? Oh, holy crap. I was being sarcastic. Well, thank God. <laughs> um, because I was beginning to question your sanity. Um, <clears throat> not that I don't do that on a daily basis. Um, you know, but this was... Um, you know, you're pushing it, young man. <laughs> I, can always, I can cut your mic off any time. Yes, well, I, I think that particular gimmick has been overplayed in this particular podcast. <laughs> All so. right, okay. Uh, um, on to the next one, we had the WWE Championship, Eddie Guerrero defeating Kurt Angle. Uh, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought that this one was great. Following that, we had The Undertaker defeating Kane. Now, returning Undertaker now, no one knew about this. Um, uh, they showed... Um, they All the lights in the arena went dark. And all I heard was Paul Bear's famous, oh, yes. And then we hear The Undertaker's music, and that brought out the return of the dead man. Accompanied yeah, by Paul Bear. I was... Um... I when I saw this, I just I was I was marking out. Well, the day they kept this one a, a secret, so like no one knew about it. Well, uh, you know, and, and it, it, it's interesting, and I, I heard this story um uh, a, a long while ago on on a on a, a different uh, podcast. It, I believe it was a sit down interview between um. Paul Bear and uh, um, Jim Cornette. Okay. And it was um, it was recorded in like 2005. And if if you haven't seen this this interview, it's like two and a half hours, and it, it they they cover all sorts of things, and it's great. So I definitely uh, recommend that one if you hadn't seen it. Uh, just type in on. Um, YouTube, but anyway, when when they got to the um, to this particular uh, match, um, uh, Paul was Paul was saying how um, he originally didn't want to come uh, didn't want to come back for this one because um, you know his his weight was out of control, 
um, for this at, at this point, um, and he was he was very self conscious. So to get him to um, to get him to come back, they uh, uh, Vince actually paid for um, Paul Bear's uh, like weight loss surgery. Oh wow! Okay. I, but um, yeah, you know what? In terms of uh, in terms of the Undertaker uh, coming back as as the Dead Man, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. But at the same time, I was kind of like di- disappointed because I I think the American Badass gimmick slash Big Evil um, was was just an, just an awesome change up. Um, and and I, I I really do think that that will go down as one of the most underrated gimmicks because just being able to see a different side of 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 the man and and the character I thought was really cool. Um, but but having said that, I was also happy with the return of the Undertaker because you know the the Undertaker um, you know as the Dead Man. Scared the shit out of me as a kid. I mean, mean legitimately. But at at the same time, I thought he was so cool that, like, he was my first wrestling t shirt I ever had when I was six. So, like, he scared the shit out of me, but I was still wearing his t shirt because that's how cool he was. All right. And that brings us to our main event a three way match. Blank defeated Shawn Michaels and Triple H to become the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. You know, and unfortunately, uh, this match is always going to be overshadowed by um, the deletion and actions of of a certain participant. But... um, but you know, it, it it can't be understated how how emotional um, the post match celebration was uh, with Eddie Guerrero. Yep. Um, and you know the match itself was was fantastic, and the way that Jim Ross was putting was you know putting it over and just going nuts. That was one of those moments that that really made me like legit emotional and like that was like the magic of, of pro wrestling. And uh, unfor- unfortunately, due to uh, circumstances outside anyone's control, uh, that this match is not going to be remembered for the reasons that it should. Mm-hmm. And uh, that concludes our uh, trip through uh, history for this week. Ben, what do you say we bring this show to a close for the week? Uh, Very good. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the final regular show for a while uh, with all the craziness going on. So, But but with that being said, and I didn't mean to cut off your, uh, your exit there, uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will uh, be back uh, next week and in the coming weeks, and we're going to uh, come up with uh, special um, shows and um, 
special themed shows, I should say. Yep, we do have stuff lined up. So, uh, have no fear. The the craziness that's going on uh, in the world right now will not deter the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast from doing what I dare say the WWE is doing precious little of nowadays, <laughs> and that is entertaining you, yep. the listener, and, well, in our case, the listener. And uh, with that being said, we will be back next week, so thanks for tuning in. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, for Michael, it's Ben Pierce. I'm Ben Elliot Canella. Saying we will talk to you all next week, Ben. Say goodbye to the fans. See ya.